This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And a good Saturday night, everyone, and welcome into another edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We resume tonight our one-on-one conversation with another mayoral candidate. Tonight, J. Doc goes one-on-one with Sherelle Parker for the next 60 minutes. It's our Labor Show one-on-one with the mayoral candidates for the upcoming primary. J-Doc, all yours. Thanks, Joe. Uh, We've got a a fantastic broadcast. Uh, Our our Meet the Mayoral Candidates series continues with a major announcement uh, here in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, I'm ecstatic to bring in uh, a candidate, Sherelle Parker. How are you, Sherelle? Oh, I'm doing well, Joe. J&J, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, Shout out to Frank Keeler, our producer, uh, for making it happen. Uh, I want to lead off with uh, huge news. Philadelphia Building Trades uh, endorsed Sherelle Parker. uh, Yay! Yes! This this, this past week, um, big news. Uh, you, you know, when it comes to, uh, especially, uh, you know, obviously uh, for, for the mayoral race and, and the primary coming up. And everybody knows that in the city of Philadelphia, the Democratic primary is eight, you know, that's an eight year run right there. So uh, it means everything, uh, you know, to our to our city, but it means everything to our building trades because our our, our, our life's blood is uh, politics and 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 we support those who support uh, union uh Job standards, um, and and if you will talk about what that endorsement means to you. Hey Joe, it's game changer. Historically, being endorsed uh, by the Philadelphia Building Trades, um, you know, has been um, a significant uh, gain for any candidate who's been fortunate enough to receive it. Um, you know, I have always introduced myself as a proud Democratic candidate for mayor, uh, but a proud pro-labor Democrat. And let me be specific here and say a proud pro-labor and building trades uh, Democrat. Uh, The building trades for me, and and, and Joe, you're going to have to forgive me here because I'm thinking about the people on whose shoulders we stand, and I see my boss lady, mentor Marion Tasco seated uh, in the audience, but I can't look at her without thinking about Sam uh, Staten Sr., and I think about Bobby Heenan, and um, you know, some folks who are still still here, Joe Ashdale, the, um, the, the late Pat Gillespie and, and, and Pat Eiding, a recently retired AFL-CIO uh, president. Um, these men and, and, and women put their lives, um, you know, on the line to make sure, Joe, that, that regular people who come from places like Sherelle Parker, come from blue-collar 
families uh, where folks are not necessarily college graduates. They don't start with a, a silver spoon in their mouth, but they get access to the opportunity to learn a skill and, and they master it and it puts them on a path to self-sufficiency and, and quite frankly, a dignified uh, path that allows you to take care of your families and all the while doing it, you're helping to build Philadelphia from row homes to commercial buildings, you know, industrial sites, skyscrapers. So I'm really excited about this. Parker, Sherelle Parker from Mayor and the Building Trades. We can't go wrong. This is a match Ooh, made in heaven. I'm, I'm excited. And, and, and it's a big, it's a big uh, week for us also. Obviously, we're building trades people, and we have a vast union community, okay? And, and yes. that, that extends, uh, you, know, you know, obviously the building trades and, and beyond, but um, obviously the building trades are, are really passionate about um, getting involved in the political process. And, you know, having said that, when you talk about our union community, we talk about our apprentice schools and, and, and a lot of the things that make uh, being in a union, a career, and and not just a job. And when you think about our apprentice schools, you can you know also think about the fact that we pay for them ourselves. Our, you know yes. that we're self-sustained, and we have a a, a fantastic um, opportunity to to provide uh, oppor- you know to jobs, careers to a plethora of individuals. Uh, Listen, uh, it's the one place people can go. You talk about second chance yes. opportunities. Yes. It's not where you start. Um, and so the education's great, and, and your words are, 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 are uh, you know, very much appreciated. Let's touch base on a couple things in regards to, uh, before we bring in uh, our, our, our first guest Council on the broadcast, <laughs> um, let's, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, you know, project labor agreements. One thing, you know, Mayor Kenny's taken a, you know, a hit on a lot of areas, but one of the things he's done incredibly well is support project labor agreements for, for, for jobs in the city. And uh, certainly he's been, you know, very uh, loyal to the unions uh, and, 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 and understands the fact that our union workforce, when you, uh, when you see a big high rise building, the one thing when you talk about our apprentice programs and, and, and you, you see that, listen, if somebody gets sick or can't make, or you can call the union hall and get somebody just as educated as, as experienced. We've put together a situation where we can do the job efficiently, safety. Yes. One of the areas we were talking yes. about earlier. Um, and so talk about the project <coughs> labor agreements when you're mayor. You know, um, and I'm happy to hear you say that, uh, Joe. One of the things that I learned very early on is that skilled labor isn't cheap and cheap labor uh, isn't skilled. Building safety is about public health. It's about public safety in Philadelphia. That's why we have a department of licenses and inspections. Its primary function is to ensure the safe construction of and operation of buildings, building safety in the city of Philadelphia. So the idea that we would continue with the employment of project labor agreements for municipal funded uh, projects to me 
is a no-brainer. Uh, I don't care what anybody has to think about Mayor Kenny and his administration. There is This is one issue, an area that I will continue to credit him on, and that is to ensure that project labor agreements are used on publicly funded uh, construction projects. And that is for safety, but it's also to ensure that our people are paid uh, fairly. Um, you know, I, I get hypersensitive about an issue uh, that I refer to as tax fraud. We've got so many problems relative to, you know, the need for affordable housing, the opioid crisis, you know, gun violence, and the city's well does run dry. And we need every nickel and dime owed to us so that we can grow our tax base. But when we have firms, and I've seen this with my own eyes, Joe, who come here, they uh, attempt to bid on municipal uh, projects. um, And if we don't require the use of a project labor agreement, they attempt to misclassify their employees as independent contractors. One, so they don't have to pay them prevailing wage. But two, they don't have to uh, give them unemployment uh, compensation. You're not contributing to that. The wage tax that's owed to the city. Uh, business, a whole lot of other taxes. Health care. Health care. And um, so we will continue to use project labor agreements for publicly uh, funded construction in the city of Philadelphia. And 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 having said that, when when, when we've had, and and you've seen it, uh, you know we've been very vocal on those particular issues. Uh, we, we we've the, you know the the uh, underground economy when it comes to. Uh, individuals, companies coming in to the, to, to the city on the weekend, uh, you know, and we've heard the nightmare stories, and you mentioned L and I, and the fact that it's important that we get them on board with covering situations that are egregious. Uh, we we once had a show. This is not this is not an exaggeration. We had a show where the individuals called either the building trades or the AFL CIO. They were working. On a job, it was a it was a low rise building, but they were taking an elevator up, and they were all on top of the elevator. Wow! The, the guy, one of the guys, called his family on the way up and said, "If I don't come home, I just want you to know what's going on." They made a call, and what happens is, that, you know, they're working, you know, nights and and areas where they can't get caught. Um, and and at the end of the day, um, when you talk about union safety, such a big deal. Uh, obviously, uh, work ethic, um, but making sure people come home. Yes. You know, when, when, when they came in and also having that representation. Also, what we, we talked about earlier, equality, yes. uh, you know, equal opportunity for everybody. A lot of progress made in those areas. We talked about Sam State and Senior, yes. uh, you know, a legend in our movement. We just in, uh, inducted him into our uh, Legends of Labor Hall of Fame. He was our first honoree. And I'm talking about from a pool of hundreds and hundreds dating back to the beginning of time. And so uh, somebody who's a, a trailblazer who laid out the the groundwork for those individuals today kids a lot of times kids think you know they feel like they uh, they were born on third base they get they're in they're in a private school now and they and they (laughs) want to know why so and so's doing their work they just found out what their work was two weeks ago right but the point i'm making is um because of leaders like sam state and senior and 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 we talk about the uh, and diversity he laid the groundwork for that and of course ryan boyer and, and 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 sam state and junior and the building trades uh, uh, but but of, of of course the laborers union has has set the uh, the bar when it comes to diversity and also what you talk about um 
you know, second chance program. So we are so appreciative of our labor community uh, for bringing that. But also, uh, we can't do it without uh, uh, political leaders that understand the importance of uh, you know, fair wages, uh, benefits, uh, at, and at the same time, retirement. You mentioned, uh, you know, obviously an annuity uh, and safety uh, w- when it comes to going on the job. Representation. So um, your your words, Sherelle, are, are, are uh, you know, they speak and, 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 and we really appreciate them. Let's do this. Sure. Let's, let's take a, a break, a quick break. We'll send it over to Krause and then we'll bring our first guest into the program good. in just a minute. All right. Krause. Thank you. Hey. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Good stuff from J-Doc in the opening segment. Welcome back, everyone, to the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. It's our mayoral candidate interview. J-Doc going one-on-one tonight with Sherelle Parker. J-Doc, back to you. Thanks, Joe. Uh, we're, we're, we're back. Uh, it, it really... Uh, uh, in a show that is, is so important to all of us, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a long-awaited show. Uh, shout out to, to, to Building Trades business manager Ryan Boyer, um, who is the architect of the show. And, of course, uh, we're here n- not only to uh, celebrate the uh, endorsement of the Philadelphia Building Trades uh, candidacy for can- mayoral candidate Cheryl Parker, but we're also to talk here to talk about those individuals who – um, you know, also support uh, Sherelle for mayor, and and and, and who would be uh, more appropriate uh, than the individual who is now uh, the council person in the ninth district? Yeah, uh, Anthony Phillips. How are you, sir? Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Nice to be here with uh, uh, Councilwoman Parker and f- our future mayor of the city of Philadelphia. So. I, um, I just want to begin by saying that uh, one thing that I know uh, that makes Sherelle Parker special is because she has this fierce understanding that we have to take care of working class people. Um, you know, for me, one of the things that I, that I learned, I actually met her when I was 16 years old, um, when I was doing some work as uh, in, in nonprofit world as a young person, um, I organized an event in the project in my community invited her to come out. Actually, I invited like a couple other folks. Actually, the former councilman, Marion Tasco, couldn't come that day. But then it was like, I got someone. They said, her, her office says, I got someone better. I'm like, okay. Then next thing you know, Sherelle Parker comes. I didn't know who she was. And she spoke to an audience of like 300 young people. And they felt her passion for the community. They felt her understanding and connected, connectedness to the community. And they were electrified by that. And so ever since then, I've been really you know, honored to really work with her since then. I'll tell you what, it's very interesting, Anthony, yeah. that, you, that, that you say that because yeah. as I was preparing for the broadcast, and uh, obviously this is a labor show, and uh, we're, we're celebrating the endorsement of the Philadelphia Building Trades, uh, it, it, it's a huge deal, okay? Yeah. And, and yeah. But having said that, I, I also, uh, one of the things I, I, I wanted to bring up to Sherelle is uh, you were a city council person in the 9th District since 2015 and 10 years as a state representative, okay? Talk about what, where you get your passion for public service. And by the way, successfully uh, as, as, a, as a public servant and an elected official, um, where does it come from? 
Oh, it comes from being a product of, of very humble beginnings. And much like the men and women who make up the building trades, um, learning that education and access to opportunity um, is what will close the gap between the haves and the have-nots. And uh, in this city that we all love, where so many people from so many different walks of life gave me access to an opportunity, um, that is something that is 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 deep uh, within my spirit. Um, Joe, I, I was happy to hear you start um, a, a, a little earlier about talking about the issue of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the building trades because since I am no Johnny come lately as a supporter to the building trades, people would always bring up diversity and inclusion um, as a tool to weaponize it against me to say, how can you support the building trades? Right. It is not diverse enough. And I would always think that that was having uh, you know, sort of, you know, not a, a grand vision. We have to work in partnership with each other to to do that. And I think the building trades, particularly now when we think about the challenges facing our city, there's great opportunity. So when I look at the work that's already been done, you mentioned the Sam Staten Jr. Um, you know, training facilities, oh, state yeah. of the arts, oh, yeah. on, on Broad Street, right? Exactly. But imagine the building trades and um, all of the skills of available uh, for training. Imagine that being available in schools across the school district of Philadelphia, not just one school. Well, there's new programs that, 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 the board. That, right, that the building trades are implementing to work with the public school system Correct. that, that, that uh, are going to provide, you know, uh, new opportunities. And, and our city uh, carrying the baton is important. Okay, Sam Staten Sr., Yes. Uh, was 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 uh, you know a pr you know the prominent individual that brought diversity, building trades, and politics all together. Okay, yes. you know you wanted to run for mayor. You were going through that office there That's on right. Broad Street. Okay, and uh, that legacy is carried on. You know we just had a Super Bowl to African American quarterbacks. How okay? about that? Okay, and you talk about progress, um, and 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 it's uh, it's such a big deal. By the way, a lot, you know, it wasn't the first time, even in the newspaper, that the building trades have gotten slammed, um, obviously, for not being as diverse. And, and going back deca decades, um, you know, there were issues. There's no question. One of the great the leadership, obviously, as time moves forward and, and leaders uh, like Sam Staten Sr. come in and, and, and Ryan Boyer and, 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 of course, Sam Staten Jr., they you know, kind of open the doors and, and every, and, and you have individuals, uh, you know, different unions, uh, unions are built in, a, in an interesting way because every one of the, when you talk about the building trades, just so everybody knows, every one of the unions is elected by their own members. Right. Okay. And there, in order for there to be progress in the building trades, there has to be progress in the individual unions. Okay. And that commitment has been awesome. And you can see, the progress that's been made. Like I said, one of the proudest things I've, uh, when I talk about my father and, and he passed is getting the diversity award in, in the, in the inquiry. Yes, and, yes. and, 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 and people just need a chance and an opportunity. Well, what's, what's so great about what you said is, and I, I, we always have to make sure we lift up, you know, I think of Ryan and Sam Jr. and Sam Sr. But that, that was also one of the criticisms, right? And, and that's what I love about where the building trades are going. It is made up of so many different trades. And when we talk about access to economic opportunity and for people who may need second chances, oh, yeah. we want people across the board to have access to every trade.
trade. So I'm talking about an operator, engineer, a brick later, player, a, a, a carpenter, an electrician. Um, Wayne's gonna kill me right now. A, a, a sprinkler fitter, a steam fitter. I'm thinking about Snell. You know, and don't forget a, a, a painter. I saw you know, an iron worker in there. Uh, and, yeah, and an iron worker, right? Yeah. But but listen, another thing that um, immediately uh, came to mind is that. Just as we're talking about diversity and inclusion across all of the trades, I'm also raising the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion when it comes to uh, professional services that are provided to the city of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Because we hear about the trades, but how about the number of lawyers? You know, how about the number of accountants who have the opportunity to do business with the city? And, and so like, we want that across and, the board. And at the same time, the city unions themselves. Yes. Uh, you know, I, you know, that's uh, having that, that, you know, great public... Uh, services such a, a an important part you, you know you, that's on on your platform yes to, to make sure that we're, you know we, we continue to have the top of the line city so, you, know, you know talk about uh police fire uh, district council 33 district yes. council 47 um that comprise uh, a big part of our union community our city works because they do council uh, member phillips and i um when we are talking about i don't care if we're talking about um, my platform overall and i want this to be clear for uh the, your listening audience a Parker administration is going to represent a safer, a cleaner, and a greener city that provides access to economic opportunity for all. And we're going to make sure that the men and women who help us get there, that they are union members and a part of our workforce. And, yeah, and Councilmember Phillips and I talk about that quite often. Joe, can I just sure, mention please. that? A, a, we, hear, we have a lot of candidates out there talking about they're going to clean up the city. Sherelle Parker has already provided an example of work to clean up the city. I mean, one of the one of the highlights of, of her work prior to her mayoral run was that she had literally a commercial corridor program that paid people a track record with, uh, of getting things, putting money into our city to make sure every avenue in the ninth district was well taken care of, and it went beyond that ninth district. Working with the Commerce Department, that people thought that was one of the most remarkable programs. And now when I walk down any part of our district, the commercial corridors are clean. So we can hear other people talk about they want to pick up the trash and clean and so forth. She's already been making the programs that work for our community. So that's why I know that she understands that labor deserves great wages, but she also understands that labor is valued um, in our city. So I, I can't wait to see more of that. And and, and having said that, because we're, we're going to, we're gonna, you know what? Let's do this. Yeah. Let, 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 let's go to let's go to break. Um, we'll, we'll throw it over to Krause and then we'll pick it up. We'll, we'll continue with um, Cheryl Cheryl Parker and and we'll talk about your platform uh, on you know starting from day one. Thank you. Thank Back you. to you, Joe. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Halfway through the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause on this Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget tomorrow night, the Labor and Energy Show. Now back to J. Doc, who's going one-on-one with Sherelle Parker. We've got a great, we're, we're in the middle of a great broadcast. And, we, you know, we, we uh, 
have Anthony Phillips, the new council person in, in district, uh, the ninth district here in Philadelphia. I know you have to go, uh, Councilman. If you would, uh, parting words. Yeah, I, I just have to say that Sherelle Parker is the is the is the best candidate for our city. She's going to lead our city, and I'm, here's why I know what I know about Sherelle Parker. When when I did, I, I interned for her for three months when I was uh, when I was in my twenties, and also I worked closely with her um, in our community. One of the things that she has always pushed was that we have to have excellence. So even one of her staff, um, people that work around her. Excellence was something that has to happen for a community and take a whatever it pr- takes approach to make that happen. That is why, for example, in this particular neighborhood, that's why I got to keep this like a lot of our candidates that are running. They say that they're going to stop this and stop this. She has a background of stopping things in this particular neighborhood. We had potentially like uh, a whole nightclub. That was basically an underground nightclub that was about to be started in this area. She rose with residents and worked worked collaboratively with the community to make sure that nightclub did not come because it was going to be disrupted to the neighborhood. We had other sources such as, you know, buildings that were supposed to be made that were going to be nuisance buildings, smoke shops and so forth. She rose to the occasion and worked collaboratively with neighbors to make sure that was not going to happen in our neighborhood. Uh, So the track record is just there. And and, and that's important. And I want to thank you for your time, Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Councilman Phillips. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, sir. Awesome. Fantastic. And continuing the legacy out there. Um, So let's let's talk about your platform, Sherelle. Um, First of all, when I, you and I, I had the, I know you probably don't remember, I met you at at, at, uh, Pat Iding's. Uh, briefly at Pat Iding's uh, retirement party, uh, it was just it, it was just for one minute. But I, I, and I have known the work you've done. But let's talk about um, what we need in this city as much or more than anything, and that's leadership. Wow. Okay. And and when you look at your track record, okay, and you look at uh, at eight years uh, as a city council person and uh, ten years as a state rep. Okay, and you know the first thing I thought of was I cannot wait to get to this meeting tonight because guess what? Success and a track record um, at that level um, doesn't come without great leadership. Talk about you know your your role as a leader because a lot of things had happened uh, you know when when uh, you know a, a couple years ago when 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 during the pandemic and when things were going on in Center City we lacked leadership and we didn't have somebody standing and people just you know they 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 didn't know where to go talk about you you know your role as a leader so uh, let me just state this that one of the greatest uh tools that uh, a mayor um can have is to first understand that he or she alone cannot accomplish uh anything um if you're going to be the mayor of the city of philadelphia particularly uh during this time um you need to understand that you're going to need partners in order to be successful and so i'm uh ruin uh, sort of viewing the role as being mayor, not just as the chief executive officer of the city, but the CIC, that's the cheerleader in chief. You have to use the convening power of the mayor's office to build a relationship with our legislative leaders in the Pennsylvania General Assembly. And of course, with um, the legislative body that governs our city, our uh, city council of Philadelphia. And um, because I've never been privileged enough, Joe, to use a bullhorn, 
born when I was in Harrisburg t- during those 10 years where I went kicking and screaming. I wasn't jumping up and down about going, but it was the best professional development that I could have ever gotten because it allowed me to work with colleagues in a bipartisan manner. Right. So that meant I had to work with Democrats and Republicans. But as a result of it, we saved thousands of union jobs. We preserved retirement security and the stability of our municipal uh, pension fund, school district of Philadelphia, thousands of pink slips. We worked with in partnership Republicans and we were able to save those jobs. So how are we going to demonstrate leadership as mayor of our great city by one working using an intergovernmental uh, strategy that will allow us to work with federal and state and local officials and all of us coming together to figure out how we GTY get to yes to solve the complex challenges that are facing our great city. Absolutely. And and one of the things, uh, you know, obviously that that we go through on a daily basis in the city uh, is uh, you know, the challenges we have with gun violence and violent crime. And it's not, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, not the simplest uh, situation because uh, I've, I've, I've had uh, the pleasure of, of doing a number of shows with the Black clergy, and we were talking about gun violence uh, with a number of the pastors. And it's, uh, you talk about gun control and all that, well, the crazy thing is that the pastor stood right up and, and he said, I mean, those aren't the guns that are committing the crimes. They're talking about the ghost guns. That's right. They're talking. About, and these are not, it's not stereotypical situations. It's not just about drugs and gangs. It's about Facebook and fighting over girls. And instead of taking it out to the street, it, it, you know, it's going in unprecedented areas. Talk about that in your plan from on day one. I introduced when I was a member of the city council, and this is important to me that your listening audience know that, to not simply listen to what I or any other candidate says, but watch what we do or what we've done. When I was in council, I introduced a comprehensive neighborhood safety and community policing plan. And I talked about, for example, the workforce development opportunities that the trades, building trades um, via apprenticeship and training programs could offer to give people access the opportunity. But I also talked about three buckets of addressing uh, public safety with here in the city of Philadelphia. And that was prevention, intervention, and um, then enforcement. At the crux of that, Joe, was a call for 300 police officers proactively engaged in community policing in neighborhoods across the city. Now, you know, Joe, we have 10 council districts. So in essence, I was saying I wanted 30 officers in each of those districts districts, not there to just respond to 911 calls, but proactively walking the beat, riding the bike, strengthening and building relationships with the people they were sworn to protect and serve. So, Joe, when that social media beef uh, actually plays itself out and grandma or grandpa or mom and dad realizes that their son or daughter is about to engage in some behavior that is not safe, could be illegal. Imagine if you had to sell phone number of an officer who was a part of your community from a community policing perspective. And and Joe, when I introduced it, I want you all to know 
that people told me that I should not because I would get canceled because now wasn't the time for us to be talking about community policing and and having more officers on the ground in neighborhoods because it wasn't popular. And I said, listen, I am the mother of a 10 year old black boy and you will not put me in a box to make me think that I can't support criminal justice reform and righting any wrongs that have been done uh, in the past and or having proactive community policing in the neighborhoods that I represent. It is not an either or. It is a and zero tolerance for any misuse and abuse of authority by law enforcement, but also standing up to support our men and women who put their lives on the line on a daily basis to protect and serve us the right way. And and, and it's interesting because I think it starts at the beginning. Uh, I had a conversation earlier uh, talking about uh, you know how do we improve the police situation? Community policing, great idea. Great. I mean, that's fantastic. But also, you know, we, 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 we just had the Super Bowl. I, I'll bring it up again. And you look at a lot of our pro, our pro teams and some of the great, great athletes in, on, you know, that we see. Like, look at Tom Brady. He was drafted in the sixth round. Maybe we're, 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 we're given tests that are testing the wrong things. Maybe, wow. may, may, maybe, uh, I, I, not, I don't, I wasn't real great at math, okay? But maybe math isn't the, the, the subject that we should be judging somebody who's going to be a, a police officer. Uh, it, it's, we've tried a, a lot of different things, but to get, you know, to, maybe we need to just look at different, different qualities of people that should be out there uh, policing our neighborhoods and, and our city of Philadelphia um, and our communities. It's just a thought, but certainly, you know, it, it, it's, you know, you talk about uh, criminal justice reform. Uh, obviously, uh, such a such an important area, uh, and 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 leadership needed in that area. You talk about well, we, we're building trades, right? Second chance programs, uh, and you, you talk about uh, police re- reform, but also let's let's talk about um, uh, you know. Min, you know the mandatory minimum sentences, getting rid of you know things that 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 are areas where we need where we need progress. Um, what I love about your about your platform is it brings common sense into the process. And when when when, when you have a, a common sense situation, and when you have a community that can that, ha, that where there's a trust level between their police and the community and if we can get a DA's office and a police commissioner and a community all on the same page, anything's possible. Listen, one of the things I I said, Joe, and I was unapologetic about this, is that the mayor is a convener, right? So every federal, uh, state, and, and, and local agency that we have available to help us address the issue of gun violence, public safety, listen, the open air drug market that is thriving in Kensington right now, we need all hands on deck and and we need to have a mayor who is not afraid to call president joe biden and call uh, uh my good friend of over 20 years josh shapiro our new governor of the commonwealth of pennsylvania and say hey we need your help along with bringing our police commissioner our district attorney every entity we have together because it's going to take all of us rowing in the same direction to make that happen and i think uh we will we will get there all right let's do it let's let's uh take a short break we'll throw it back to krausey we'll have more with sherelle parker in just a minute thank you 
Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Today's program has been pre-recorded. One segment to go on The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We thank everybody for tuning in, and we will continue with our mayoral candidate conversations. J. Doc going one-on-one. Tonight, it's Sherelle Parker finishing it up with J. Doc. All right, thank you, Joe. Uh, we're lining up for our last segment here with Sherelle Parker, and, and um, one of the things that uh, I know is near and dear to your heart, and, and, and your story is awesome. I mean, uh, raised by a single mother, obviously uh, grew, grew up, uh, you know, in, in, in the city of Philadelphia, public school to the Ivy League, okay, self-made, if you will. And uh, education is a big part of who you are and, how, and, and your path. Talk about your plan for education and maximizing opportunities for children in our communities. Well, one, it's making sure that our children are graduating from the school district of Philadelphia prepared to compete in our global economy. And that is why partnerships with entities like the building trades is so essential. I want us to think about this. And now your audience may say that she sounds like an eternal optimist. uh, But in this instance, I am. One of the challenges we face in our city is an affordable housing uh, crisis. And um, while we talk about the building of and that is essential i have a plan to build 30,000 uh, new affordable housing units in um, the city of philadelphia our plan would allow that to get done by 2030 but another portion of that plan joe that's essential to philadelphians is preserving existing housing modernizing existing housing finding the next generation of contractors who will go in and do that work so is it a challenge? Absolutely it is, but out of every great challenge comes a great opportunity. So imagine men and women who are unemployed, underemployed in our city, and our children coming through the school district, being trained by the building trades to be the contractors who are going in to homes, older homes. You know, we have an aging housing stock, just like we have an aging you know, public amenities, parks, rec centers, and libraries. Our housing stock is the same. Now listen, I love them because it's brick and it's stone and I like the hardwoods and our architecture but we need modernized electrical. You know, we need some carpentry work done, maybe some new plumbing, uh, brickwork, you know, driveway repair, sure. um, all of that. Imagine Philadelphians being trained to do that. Just like we mentioned with law enforcement in the police department when you talked about that testing, what you mentioned, Joe, is removing barriers to entry. Sure. So we should be trying to get as many Philadelphians as possible trained uh, for jobs in industries that are growing and thriving uh, here and that's what a Parker administration uh, will do but we have to be savvy enough to know that city government alone will not be able to do it all we have to look for every opportunity to partner
partner and leverage federal dollars, that $12 billion that is sitting in Harrisburg right now. Our legislative leaders know we're coming and we can put some of those dollars to great use along um, with our budget here in the uh, city of Philadelphia. So I'm looking forward to us coming together um, to find innovative and bold solutions to address the challenges that we're facing uh, in our city. And I'm happy that the building trades will be partners with me in helping to do so. One of the things when you talk about unions, and I, I, I think it's so important you know, for young union members to, to understand uh, how we got where we're at and to be support, get involved in the process and don't you know, just uh, leave it up to the, you know, the older uh, members of your union. You, you want to get out there and, and canvas and do all those things and learn your legislative, um, you know, learn the legislative agenda of the union leader. Uh, having said that, business is important. Small yes. businesses in the city of Philadelphia, and I know that's near and dear to your heart. You've done some great work there. Talk about um, uh, being able to provide those opportunities and dreams to individuals who want to open their own businesses. Yes, and listen, having a job, some people just have an entrepreneurial spirit. That's right. And they will never work for anyone. Um, I got so frustrated um, when we were having some debates about raising money to, to rebuild uh, parks, rec centers, and libraries in the city. I said, Everyone's talking about Philadelphians, particularly black and brown Philadelphians as consumers, but no one's talking about them being entrepreneurs. I remember when I grew up, every corner store in my neighborhood was literally owned by people who lived in that community. So what did I do? I did not become what I call an expert AOPs. And some people will be this way. They are expert articulators of problems, but they are so short oh, on yeah. solutions. Right. So we partner with the Community College of Philadelphia, Established a program called Power Up Your Business. It provides technical assistance uh, to business owners, small business owners in particular in Philadelphia. Joe, guess what? I didn't know it when we founded the program back in uh, 2016 when we were working with Lynette and the uh, CCP team. It's now the chief feeder for the Goldman Sachs' 10,000 small business program. So we just have to think outside of the box when it comes time to uh, developing solutions to the complex problems facing our city. And it's, it's one of the reasons why also, and every time I look out in this audience and I see her, you will never hear me say that I am a self-made uh, person. I stand on the shoulders just like you do. I loved hearing you talk about your dad and, and, and getting that diversity award from the inquire um, that becomes your foundation. So, you know, your father and other men and women who you knew growing up who were in the trades. When I think of, you know, Sam Sr. And I, I look at Ryan Boyer, building trades lead. And I look at Sam Jr. First time I was on a building trades, um, you know, sort of uh, protest in the morning, early in the morning. We were right out on the picket line. It was cold. I had on stockings and shoes. I never do that again. I learned a big lesson. But we stand on those shoulders. Absolutely. And, and, and and we should we should never forget that, especially when it comes to developing uh, solutions to the complex uh, problems uh, that are, are facing us. So I appreciate your uh, acknowledging that. And and certainly, you know, your knowledge and your understanding of the issues is is in depth, and 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 it's a beautiful thing because uh, the fact of the matter is is that we, we you know we still have uh, work to do. And uh, one of the things when you talk about business coming here and you know that the issue with taxes, 
Okay, and the fact is, um, you know, Philadelphians are amongst the most heavily taxed citizens in the nation. Um, how and that goes? You talk about gentrification, and all of a sudden somebody's been living in their in their community uh, and and you know for fifty years, and now all of a sudden one day they wake up in the tax bills. But not only that, you know, wage taxes and all those things that are making businesses run. Talk about your plan to to, to make sure uh, you know that our, our long term community members can stay in their communities. Number one, and and to bring business is back here uh, and, and to have these small businesses that want to start, want to want to stay here and, and, and have the advantages in Philadelphia. Joe, one, no one is going to want to live here, work here, own a business here if our city is not safer, if it is not cleaner and sure. greener and it's not providing access to economic opportunity for all. When we talk about Philadelphia's tax base, and I want your listening audience to think about this, right before I left council with our FY23 uh, projected revenue, we had 41% of that $5.8 billion. It was expected to be generated from our wage tax and our net profits tax. Only 14% of that revenue was projected to come from real estate taxes. Now, Joe, that's a real problem for someone like me who, when my grandparents moved uh, from the south to North Philadelphia and ultimately to Northwest Philadelphia where they raised me, they moved here to own. So we had a higher rate of home ownership. Now in the city of Philadelphia, we're basically at about 50-50. So let's make our city safer and cleaner. Let's incentivize uh, um, home ownership uh, opportunities. We know rental housing will always be necessary and needed. So we want to make sure that people are earning a wage that gives them the ability to pay with dignity because I do believe in housing as a human right. But if we want to grow the economic pie, which is what we must do to address the issues that we are facing, we've got to have an inviting city, a city that's alive, one that's not a pass through between Washington, D.C. and New York. Just like people talk about our biotech and life sciences industry, it is thriving in the city of Philadelphia. We want people, those firms, to choose uh, to come here. When we're thinking about school kill yards, the Navy yard, I'm thinking about Hillco, development um, you know, on our waterfront. We want people choosing to do business here so that we can grow our economy. So I'm unapologetic about the need to diversify um, our uh, tax base. I was proud that we were, even though it was modest, you know, able to reduce our uh, wage tax. Um, uh, but I, I will also tell you this. We need to be much more aggressive at getting it done. We're going to need Harrisburg to get it done. Some people are not going to like this, but chalk it up to my experience. Philadelphia is one of the only big cities in the nation that doesn't have the ability to charge a different tax rate for different classes of property. Sherelle, what, what are you saying? In some cities, there's an industrial property tax rate, a commercial property tax rate, and a residential property tax rate. Well, we can't have different rates in the city of Philadelphia because we have something in the Commonwealth called the uniformity clause that says the tax rate must be the same across the board. So we need enabling authority from the Commonwealth to do that. It's going to take a constitutional amendment 
But if the private sector, the building trades, local, state, federal officials are all advocating together in Harrisburg to say, look, we need this so that we can generate additional revenue so that we can solve some of our own problems, then we can we can get it done. So there are multiple things that we can do um, to grow the tax base. That's one legislative um, you know, tool we can use, but we've got to make it safer and cleaner so people want to be here. Well, listen, uh, Cheryl Parker, uh, this really brings the conclusion the fastest hour in radio. I want to congratulate you on the, on the uh, endorsement of the Philadelphia Building Trades. Ryan Boyer, Philadelphia Building <laughs> Trades. We're going to make you proud. Absolutely. Thank you so very much, and we're going to move Philadelphia forward. Couldn't have said it better myself uh, on behalf of uh, Frank Keel for, for uh, producing the broadcast. And, and, and of course, Krause, uh, I want to thank Sherelle Parker for being a, a, a great guest. Krause, thank you. Absolutely. And, of course, we want to thank everybody uh, in the audience and everybody for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of everybody on the broadcast, on behalf of Sherelle Parker, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm Joe Doherty. Talk to you next time, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre recorded.